So the big question is this, how do we launch and grow an absurdly profitable online business that puts cash in our pocket every single month and enables us to create a life of personal and financial freedom? That is the question and this podcast will give you the answer. My name is Thomas Lancer and welcome to Profit for Freedom. It's okay to suck. This is a message that I've had to tell myself recently a lot and realize it's okay to not be good yet. I feel like, you know, especially being in the internet marketing world and like being very involved in the expert business kind of ecosystem, there's this temptation and I feel this pull to position myself as this leader and this person who's done amazing things and accomplished a lot. When the reality is I haven't really done much yet. And I feel like it's, we see like getting into the game, we've been in the game for a short time. Like I've been kind of like studying, I've been doing this stuff, studying this stuff, probably about a little under two years. And a lot of that, there was a lot of, I got caught in a learning loop for a lot of that time. Um, so I've actually probably been doing stuff for a year out of that two years. And a lot of the time it was just learning loops. But I was actually doing stuff for about a year uh, between Amazon and funnels and whatnot. I was doing stuff. And so I feel like we, I know I do, I feel this urge of like, man, we see this person out there who's really good. We're like, man, I should be that good already. It's like, why? <laughs> why should you be that good? They've been doing this thing for 15 years. You've been doing it for like a year, right? Like, you shouldn't be that good. You don't have to be that good yet. It's like, it's awesome if you get amazing really quick. And I think there are definitely ways to rapidly accelerate progress. Um, You know, basically learning from other people, paying for information, buying speed, buying proximity, um, focusing on 80-20 and like, there's like different ways I think to speed it up. But it's like still a process we have to go through of getting good at something. And it's one of the shows episode like you don't need to you don't need to like position yourself. Like you don't need to be really good yet. You don't have to be like this you don't have to have um have made like 20k in a day or 20k in a month because uh, you don't have to be an expert I made this podcast episode a few days ago on this topic of you don't have to be an expert and I realized how liberating it was for me like I don't have to be an expert I don't I don't have to be an expert I really don't like I don't and so I feel like there's a lot of businesses there's different business models that to grow really fast you have to be really good at the thing and it's harder to take an owner's approach to it and this is probably just my theory um, and it could be completely wrong but it's from what what I what it seems to me like there's like say if you're gonna be agency for example it's like you have to be really good at what you do if you want to grow like you have to be good at getting people the results you can you can have some result like you can have some cash flow some clients but if you're not like Getting people amazing results, it can be hard to grow. And it's like you are the business. You are the agency. You are the driver behind this. You are the strategy. You are the mind. 
behind the strategies for delivering results most of the time. And same thing with coaching and consulting. Um, and you can do partnerships and all this stuff, which I think may be a way to like bridge that gap. But someone, someone has to be good. And so it either has to be you, maybe someone you partner with, but someone has to be really, really good. And I think there are other models that lend themselves towards faster speed and basically, I don't want to say not having to be good, but like it, it enables you to leverage other people's amazing expertise and results for your company. So a supplement company, for example, right? Like you being good is like, like you can you can hire people to formulate products for you. You can pay people to formulate products for you. People who are way smarter than you. You don't have to learn about formulating products at all. Like you don't have to do that. You can just hire people who are way better than you at it. And so you're being good. You're like, you're, you're Rocky Cutscene, uh, as Alex Ramosi says. I feel like it's more like getting to know the customer and knowing them really, really well and building relationships and, and being able to like do the marketing side of things. But in terms of like, like you don't have to be, if you want to create a, a bone broth, for example, or if you want to create a protein bar, you don't have to be like a paleo diet expert. You don't have to bone broth. You don't have to be a, a carnivore diet expert. Like you don't have to be this bone broth expert, this gut health expert to know all this stuff. You don't have to. You can just have someone who already is an expert formulate the product for you. Or you can just buy a company. Um, but like you don't have to be an expert yourself. And so you don't have to be good at that thing. And you can bring in, like this is what Ryan Moran talks about the owner's model. And I really resonate with a lot of what he says. Because uh, it, it resonates with the ideas of like the concept of who not how. Which, which who not how is essentially basically leveraging other people's experiences and expertise and skills and knowledge to produce a result for you instead of going and learning it yourself. So if you wanted to do Facebook ads, most people are gonna go out and learn Facebook ads for a year. They're gonna suck for a long time, then they're gonna learn it, and then actually get pretty good at it. And then over a few years, they're gonna get really good at it. Whereas at Who Not How, would be like, who's already put in five years on Facebook ads and can produce an amazing result for me next week? Or, you know, like soon, who knows it already? And then you go out and you just pay that person. That's who not how. You see, like, you see how this, it's different? One's like, let's learn everything, let's suck at everything for a long time. But the other is, let's leverage other people's amazingness and produce a world-class result without having to go through the, the, uh, the process to become world-class in that field. And so when I said it's okay to suck at the beginning of this podcast, it's like, it's okay to suck because you don't have to be good at everything or even at many things, I think. Like there's a, there's a fundamental skill set that we have, and especially in the beginning when it's you, you probably don't have $5 million just sitting around to just go out and hire everybody. And so it's oftentimes us, the entrepreneur, driving a lot of things in the beginning. But like as soon as possible, being able to being able to bring in the people who can do the stuff way better than us and do it for us.
instead of taking the time to go through and learn that thing and build up, basically having to learn that thing and suck at it for a long time, they're just going straight to the person who has a result already. Like, I gave the Facebook ads example, but one example that really just blew me away was when I was listening to Dr. Benjamin J. Hardy's book, uh, Who Not How. He co-wrote it with Dan Sullivan, and he was giving an example of the time that he used Who Not How inside of his own business, in his personal business. And so he said, for his first book launch, Willpower Doesn't Work, he basically did everything himself. He, he uh, ironically, he relied on willpower a lot. Did all the promotion himself, scheduled all the podcast interviews, did all the scheduling back and forth, did all the outreach, like did everything himself. And he said he was burned out. And it really, the promotion didn't do as well as he wanted to because he just didn't have the energy. Like he didn't have, he just got burned out on it. Uh, and so... What he ended up doing for his second book, maybe his third, uh, I think it was his personality isn't permanent book. For that book, what he did, he'd been working with Dan Sullivan on this who know how concept, and he hired somebody. And he said, "Your job uh, is to basically get me on these podcast interviews, on these podcasts. Like, I just want to have to show up. You know, it's Tuesday. I show up. I look at my calendar, and it says, "All right, from three to six p.m., you have these four interviews. Awesome. Let's do it." That's all he wanted to have happen. And so he ended up hiring this person. And he was like, I want to get on. By the end of the year, I want to get on, I think it was 200 or 250 podcast interviews by the end of the year. And he hired her. And he was like, go do it. Um, actually, he had someone else hire her. His, his executive assistant, I think, hired her. And I think it was within four months, they hit 200 podcasts, 250 podcasts that she was on. And uh, it, just, it just goes to show the power of leveraging someone else. So, like, he was able to do it, right? But, like, she was way better at it. She enjoyed it. And so she was able to do it way better than him. And if he would have said, I have to do this, I have to learn this, he could have gotten good at it. But it was taken away from a lot of his high-impact activities that he could do. And so instead, he hired this person, and they ended up getting him on 200 or 250 in four months, and they ended up doing way more by the end of the year. And I, I heard that. I was like, oh, that's amazing. It's the power of who know how. And so I, th- I think I started this podcast kind of with a message um, of like, it's okay to not be good right now because you can go through and get good. Uh, but also to realize that like, you don't necessarily need to be good at everything or even most things. Like Ryan Moran talks about this. He says he believes his role of the entrepreneur to stay in the visionary role. Like the role of the entrepreneur is to cast the vision for the company, bring in the right people, and make sure that you have enough money for the company to run. Like that's the role of the entrepreneur. Like the role of the entrepreneur is not to be in the nitty gritty weeds all the time. Like the role of the entrepreneur, and you know as an entrepreneur, like you, that's the visionary area. That's where we live, right? That's our home. And it's like where we love to be, the visionary area. And if you just have the vision, bring in the right people, and make sure you have enough money, then that's the model that Ryan Moran uses because the owner's model. Where you're the owner of the business. Uh, you're not the guy in the weeds doing everything, but you own the business. And I thought that's a really, really interesting way to go about it and way to think about it. And even if you're not taking on outside funding, um, which I haven't... I have a a resistance to that um, in terms of 
I don't know. It's something I have to explore deeper, but like, it's not something I necessarily want to do at this point right now, take on outside funding. And so it's like, okay, how can you still play that mindset, but do it uh, while bootstrapping it, or at least not taking on outside funding. So alternative income generation strategies, alternative strategies for being super profitable on the front end or like whatever it is. Uh, and so stuff I've been thinking about, but this concept of like you can suck and you can still go fast um, by leveraging other people's expertise. And they've already gone through that period of sucking and getting really good. And so you don't necessarily have to do it either. Like if you don't know how to create uh, logos and new covers, you should not learn how to do it. You should not spend your time learning how to do it. You should go hire somebody. You can pay someone like 30 bucks on uh, freelancer.com to create a logo for you. It's amazing. Um, but you should not learn how to do it. You stay in your, in your lane of expertise in the, in the area where you can really move the needle. Um, and it's just, I've been thinking about this of like, of like getting to the owner position of like, if there's a way to structure my business where I can do that um, and do it earlier on being in the owner role. So it's something I've been thinking about, but I just want to share with you that concept of who, not how, and uh, it's okay if you're not really that good yet because you can get good, but you can also leverage other people's expertise who are good already to produce results. So hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I appreciate you guys. If you did enjoy this episode, then go ahead and leave a review. Uh, I read all the reviews that I get, um, and it's awesome to hear from you guys if you liked it. And if you didn't like it, then go ahead and uh, leave a review and tell me why you didn't like it. And then maybe I'll send you a message too and uh, a thank you card. <laughs> Either way, I hope you guys enjoyed it. I appreciate you guys, and we'll talk soon. Thank you so much for listening. And if you found this content valuable, here's how I can help you launch and grow your business online for free. As I went along this journey of launching and continuing to grow my online business, I found and leveraged a lot of really cool resources that helped me accelerate my success. And I actually put together a free resources directory for you at resources.profitforfreedom.com. And there I put together all the, the software tools I use, the books, the guides, the training courses, everything that you can use to fast track your path the freedom. So again, that's resources.profitforfreedom.com and I look forward to seeing you over there right now.